This is the Living Prophets Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Maxmeister. Episode 61. This week, the theme is disease and dis-ease and the symptoms of what's to come. We're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. This is March 21st, 2020. And I'm going to open with a little story from the anthropologist Margaret Mead. She was once asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in an ancient culture. She said that the first sign was digging up a femur, or thigh bone, that had been broken and had been allowed to heal. Mead explained that in the animal kingdom, if you break a leg, you die. You cannot run from danger get to the river for a drink, or forage for food. You are meat for prowling beasts. No animal survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to heal in the wild. A broken femur that has healed is evidence that someone has taken the time to stay with the one who fell, has bound up the wound, has carried the person to safety, and has tended the person through recovery. Helping someone else through difficulty is where civilization starts. We are at our best when we serve others. I'm going to present two excerpts from sermons by John Cresswell from the Annapolis UU Church in Maryland and Martin Luther King giving the last Sunday sermon he ever gave that touched on this theme of being an interdependent web of humanity helping each other, and being mindful that we are all in this together. I know some of you haven't been to a Unitarian church before. It's okay to cry and laugh and say amen. I know some of you haven't been to church for a while, and that's okay too. I read Khalil Gibran at every memorial service because his words speak to me unlike any other, and this is an excerpt from the prophet on death. For what is it to die, but to stand naked in the wind and melt into the sun? And what is it to cease breathing, but to free the breath from its restless tides that it may rise and expand and seek God unencumbered? And when you have reached the mountaintop, then you shall begin to climb. And when the earth shall claim your limbs, then shall you truly dance. I don't believe we have anything to fear when it comes to death. It is the common denominator of all humanity. That which lives must die, whether a pauper or pope. We will all face the last day on this earth. And in my business, I have an intimate relationship with death. And I've come to believe, as it is said, that death is not a period that ends a sentence, but rather a comma that punctuates us to a loftier reality. And in fact, I like to say that Death is easy, but living is hard. Living, grappling with the loss and how to let go. Sometimes life at a left, we grapple 
but those that leave, they are at peace. No matter your viewpoint or your theology, I believe we are free when we die. We are indeed removed from the tug of war in this world of opposites. There is no pain, no expectation or fear or anxiety. There is just oneness. We are released from the yin and yang, the ebb and flow, the cause and effect. We are one with that great spirit of love in the cosmos. I believe that in my heart. But, but death like this, murder like this, what happened last week is really hard on those of us who are left to wrestle and imagine and think about what happened. We are left with torturous memories that haunt. The violence, places and things, and it's hard to settle. And some, you know, want to find meaning. That's only natural. We try to think about karma and, and what purpose this death may have, but we cannot. The normal justifications don't work right now. And so we must go through our grief stages and finally, at some point, forgive and let go. We will heal from this. Scripture is right. Weeping lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so today we grieve the human desecration that happened in our town, our county, and the suffering that exists in far too many places in this country. We unfortunately are now part of a fraternity and sorority of violence that has afflicted so many. And this is hard for me because my faith teaches that all life is holy. And when someone just decides to take that away, that they have that right, that is just evil and hard to reconcile. And yet, I know Wendy is okay. She's happy. My faith teaches that we're all interconnected and interrelated in a vast web of life, our seventh principle. And that means from the greatest of these to the least of these, we are one. Dr. King liked to say, tied inextricably in a single garment of destiny, but he stole that from a Unitarian, Francis <laughs> Ellen Watkins Harper. And therefore, I, we must do something every day to be mindful of this connection. Because it is clear when I look around, when you look around, everyone's worth and dignity is not recognized. So let those of us with power, those of us with big hearts for God's creation, those of us who can, let us collectively take this tragedy as a wake-up call to do something, mentally, spiritually, physically, to change the rising tide of dis-ease and apathy in our nation. We're all affected. Don't forget the EMS folk, the people on staff at the Gazette, the law enforcement officers who were, who were first on the scene. We all have pictures in our head that we can't get out of our head. 
But in life and death, there are strange paradoxes that converge and collide. And this is a terrible event. But perhaps it will bring us together. Now we know it's in our community too. We can't turn a blind eye. It's personal. We must maintain our civility and our humanity. And we must have a heart to see and feel the pain and use it to embolden us to act. And we must be brave, fearless, bold and compassionate. We must not cower. It's time for the gentle and angry people, the justice-seeking people, being called right now to speak up in the spirit of love, to step up, because Wendy stepped up. Jesus told a parable one day, and he reminded us that a man went to hell because he didn't see the poor. His name was Dives. He was a rich man. And there was a man by the name of Lazarus, who was a poor man, but not only was he poor, he was sick. Sores were all over his body. He was so weak that he could hardly move. But he managed to get to the gate of Dives every day, wanting just to have the crumbs that would fall from his table. Dives did nothing about it. And the parable ends saying, Dives went to hell. And there was a fixed gulf now between Lazarus and Dives. Now, that is nothing in that parable which says that Dives went to hell because he was rich. Dives didn't realize that his wealth was his opportunity. It was his opportunity to bridge the gulf that separated him from his brother Lazarus. Dives went to hell because he passed by Lazarus every day and he never really saw him. He went to hell because he allowed his brother to become invisible. Indeed, Dives went to hell because he sought to be a conscientious objector in the war against poverty. And this can happen to America richest nation in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. This is America's opportunity to help bridge the gulf between the haves and the have-nots. And the question is whether America will do it. There's nothing new about poverty. What is new is that we now have the techniques and the resources to get rid of poverty. The real question is whether we have the will. And now for the signs of what is to come. The dis-ease. In Martin Luther King Jr.'s sermon, he talked about 
how I wasn't the man's wealth that was the problem. It was his selfishness, his inability to see his brother and sister in need. And we're entering a new phase of this pandemic, a time when our moral fiber and moral cores will be put to the test. There's nothing wrong with being rich, but there is a great deal wrong with using that wealth and privilege to get what you get for yourself at the expense of other people in need. I suspect it will come as no surprise to you when it happens that people who are rich and powerful will find ways, if there's a limited resource, to get what they get for themselves at the expense of the others. Even this past week, we saw that when senators were informed last month about what was coming, did they get on the public wire and tell everybody? No. They went to the stock market and immediately sold all of their assets that would be jeopardized. They weren't thinking about what was good for the, the general welfare. And more of that will come. There's a reason why the people who are getting tested and showing up first tend to be celebrities. They can afford to find ways around the systems that is there to protect us all to help themselves. And those who have been marginalized for ages know full well that this will happen. That's why there will be disease and there will be dis-ease. People are afraid of unrest because they think there's no solution when the solution has been there all along. The question is whether we have the will to do what we should have done in the beginning. Are we going to commit ourselves as a people and as individuals to help the needy, to put others first, to collectively look for answers and not leave anyone behind? The system we live in today works great until there's something that comes along that it didn't account for. And I'll leave you with two more voices that are begging us to think outside of ourselves, to think about our role on this planet in a different and new way. Mary Oliver, the poet, and a speaker from the recent General Assembly from 2018. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the field, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? The times we live in right now are ripe with potential for great transformational seeds to be planted. We may not see all of them blossom into the radically inclusive, compassionately welcoming, justice-demanding faith and world we dream of. We may not live long enough to reap the benefits of the work we do together, and there will be times when the work of creating the world we call beloved community will seem to Hard. And we will just want to give up in despair. 
times when we tire of preaching that same sermon week after week, make the world a better place, when we wonder if anyone notices the work we are doing, when we come to that place, we need to remember the colleagues whose names we heard tonight, who just kept climbing one mountain after another, speaking, not just to speak, but to be heard, not concerned with change, but with having an impact, not caring to make a name, but to make a difference. Remember them. Make your own impact. Make your difference, because this is what we are all called to do. We are bound together by an abiding faith in the power of humanity to transform the world. We are bound together by the belief that with these proverbial hands, we can build a future for ourselves and those not born yet that is better than the world we inherited. We are bound together by the knowledge that together, each of us, unique and valued for our differences, can make the dream of a world of peace and justice a reality. And when that day comes, you may not know our names, but know this of us. Let it be said of us, we made a difference. The challenge for all of us in the coming weeks during this pandemic is less of a health crisis and much more of a leadership and moral courage crisis. Are we going to be able to make the sacrifices individually so that the community can be healthier? This is one way that each of us can make a difference. When faced with threats of scarcity, do we look around us to make sure that those who have less have what they need? This is the Living Prophets Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll try to make these more often as we are all in quarantine around the world. Please share this with your friends and consider looking at some of my older episodes as an alternative if your church services are being canceled these days. Please like us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts as it helps others find it. Thank you.